0: I, I think for those of us who really need to make money doing what we do, sometimes that fear of scarcity thats you know that creeps in and it keeps us from truly doing what we could be doing in a way that could really change and, and impact lives.
1: Do you often wonder whether there's more to life than your nine to five job? Do you dream about having a life that has no boundaries, where you can decide what to do and where to do it? And does the thought of how to get that life maybe overwhelm you just a little bit? Then this is the podcast for you. Join me as I uncover how to get that freedom and live a life that needs no retirement plan. I'll be scouring the internet and chatting with people from all walks of life who are out there living life to the max instead of punching a time card. I'm Jackie Boussac and this is Beyond Retirement. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Retirement. I'm really excited today. Joining me is Josh Ellich. He's a U.S. Navy veteran who launched Up My Influence to help entrepreneurs attract the perfect audiences and grow their brands without crazy costs associated with traditional PR companies. He's a weekly TV consumer expert in Orlando. He writes a syndicated newspaper column to 1.1 million readers, and he regularly appears on more than 75 TV stations across the country. All told, Josh has appeared in the media more than 2,000 times. He lives in Orlando, Florida with his wife and his three kids. And so I guess it goes without saying that I'm a little bit nervous about this interview, given the number of high-profile media slots you've had. But Josh, thanks very much for joining me today.
0: Well, thank you, Jackie. I should be the one who's nervous. I've, I've never been interviewed on the Beyond Retirement show, so who knows what'll happen?
1: <laughs> you never know, right? <laughs> So let's uh, start a little bit or start with a little bit of your backstory. You're a Navy veteran, and yep. now you teach entrepreneurs how to build their brand and market themselves. Those don't naturally yeah. go together. Um, from my experience in the military, it's not, all, not actually full of entrepreneurial types. So yeah. how did you kind of balance did, did that?
0: You, did you serve or did you, have, did you have family that served? I served. Oh, my gosh. Wonderful. Which branch?
1: I was uh, Air Force for 20 years.
0: Excellent! Thank you so much. So we could still be friends. Our uh, Navy Air Force, we're cool.
1: (laughs) I was Naval Air for the start of it, so that's uh, a okay. okay. Excellent.
0: Uh, yeah, so in, in in terms of how I went from there to here, uh, so when I was so I was in the Navy. This is quite a while ago, back uh, nineteen ninety to ninety five, and I uh, was a Navy journalist. And in fact, if you remember the movie Good Morning Vietnam, I actually met Adrian Cronauer, and what a hero he was wow. for me because although he'll tell you that he'll be the first to tell you that he wasn't necessarily, you know, rip roaring and hilarious, like Robin Williams. Uh, you know, he, he absolutely did have a, a devotion and dedication to his audience. And, the audience, you know, when he looked at the chain of command, the audience is who he served. Right. And that's ultimately what got him in some trouble, of course, uh, you know, when he realized that he had to make uh, some very difficult decisions because he felt that the lives of those that he was truly serving depended on him telling the truth. Right. And, um, you know, and I, I really, it really hit me that, you know, when you take to a microphone, when you are a speaker, you know, when you are a teacher, you, you, you in, w- in many ways have a, a sacred obligation and, and, and a moral uh, imperative to bring as much value as you can to that audience. Forget about things that are self-serving. There's like, especially today, in, in for 13 years with my other company, Savings Angel, um, I've, I've studied and led consumer behavior. And it doesn't matter what you do, um, you know, who you sell to, you know, if you have a business, you know, what, what your hobbies are. You have to understand that the consumers have never been more skeptical and worried that they're going to be sell, sold to because we live in a world where that's all there is. I mean, we're bombarded with sales messages every day. It's just constantly in our face. And so most of us now have these walls up to protect us from being sold to. So, that's why kind of what we focus on without my influence is really important is that you just stop selling to people and instead just give with as much generosity as you can. And guess what? People will love it and and it will be their idea to engage and do business with you if you're in business for yourself. So, Uh, So, in the Navy, so I was, uh, I'm not going to sing the song. I just, I said the lyrics. (laughs) uh, So, I was in school for a year in Indianapolis, was in Pearl Harbor, Hawaii for three years. uh, And my last year was, I was actually a DJ on the radio uh, in the Aleutian Islands. So, there was ADAC Alaska. um, Only, it was really, it was closer to Russia than I think it was mainland uh, the United States, and only I think Shimia Air Force Base was even further out, so it was like right <laughs> on the border, uh, and basically it was a spy base that we would uh, listen to uh, listening in on ivan as we as we 'd call it but so, from that experience, uh, I actually went to college uh, to become a uh, family therapist. I wanted to be a love doctor on the radio. That didn't pan out. Um, got into internet development, started a number of companies, and Jackie, six of them failed. Like, bam, 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 one after one failure after another. And But I kind of kept at it because you know, first off, I had a degree in family science, a bachelor's degree in family science. So there really wasn't anything I could do with that. But secondly, I just wasn't a very good employee. And my grandma owns a health food store in the upper peninsula of Michigan. My dad's a business owner. My great-great-grandpa uh, owned a, uh, a small town store. My great-great-great- granddaddy, Amos Elledge, was a proprietor and he sold blocks of ice so, it's just kind of in my blood uh, to to want to be my own boss. And uh, so, Savings Angel, I launched in 2007, and we ended up doing more than $6 million in revenue, and I spent less than $500 in advertising. Wow. I mean, we just didn't advertise at all. So, how did I do it? Well, 2,000 media appearances. And... Um, so, if we have enough time, like, I'd love to share exactly, like, how I got all those media placements, why I did that, and, you know, how it really changed my life.
1: Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, that's a, we'll definitely have time for that. That's the kind of thing that uh, people need to know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I love the topic of your show, and I, I need to, you know, Just, you know, a little bit more about my grandma. Um, So, my Helen uh, owns a a health food store in Houghton, Michigan, way up north. She's 90 years old, still goes into her business every day. Uh, You know, she stays up till 2 a.m. watching the news. She (laughs) loves her cable news. Uh, But then she, you know, she goes in, strolls into work around noon, 1 p.m., uh, works until close every single day she loves serving her audience it, nothing gives her more pleasure than to have someone come in and be able to help them and so she 's just very very service minded uh, My dad is the same way he 's a technician he repairs electronic uh, music instruments and you know he does a lot of work with churches and just you know really really loves the the work that he does and you know, when I ask him and I talk to him because he's, you know, I, he's uh, what, um, gosh, getting on 70, I guess. No, it, something around there. Um, and um, he, uh, you know, he just doesn't really see himself ever fully retiring. Um, you know, he, he, he'll he definitely, you know, he takes on less work um, yeah. these days and, you know, he's got, you know, enough money saved up. The house is paid off. And, and so, um, but, but he he just loves what he does. You know, it's like that saying, I'm sure every guest has said this, right? If you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah. And um, you know, and and you know, for those of us uh, you know, maybe aren't yet at that retirement age, um, you know, it's not necessarily about always doing what you love, but I love identifying. Now, when I work with business owners and I help them with their business development, help them figure out what, you know, how could they tweak what they're doing so that it might be a little bit more successful for them? Um, I'm a big fan of identifying what can you do or what do you do that makes you very unique. And so, um, with Savings Angel, we had all this great success. And one thing I'm also a big fan of is when you are successful at something, find ways to, and I really look at, you know, I take about one-tenth my time, kind of like that principle of tithing, right? I just, I I say, you know what, I'm going to take one-tenth of my time and I'm going to work with people completely free that have absolutely no ability to pay me for the work that I do, but I'm going to serve them in some way. Or I'm going to invest resources to make more videos and and audios and anything else. Like, I'm just going to give it away. And with absolutely zero expectation uh, of tricking some someone into buying something. That's not why you do it. People know what's in your heart. They can absolutely tell whether you're just trying to, you know, trick them into something and you're not fooling anybody. We all know what you're doing. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but here's the thing, right? Where I, I think for those of us who really need to make money doing what we do, sometimes that fear of scarcity that's, you know, that creeps in and it keeps us, from truly doing what we could be doing in a way that could really change and and impact lives. And I know what that's like because I've been broke, I've been bankrupt, I've lost homes, I've been through that stuff and I know how hard that is. But I can tell you that even if it takes you a little bit of time and you got to kind of work out your day job and, and all that sort of thing in order to make this work financially, when you wake up in the morning and your first thought is, who am I going to sell to today? You know, for my business owner friends who are listening to us, it's really hard. It's it's very very difficult to run a business like that, and you'll find that you just it's it's harder to enjoy doing what you do. Even if you still need to make the money, what I want you to do is wake up in the morning and say, who can I serve today? What good can I do? Not that I need to trick someone into doing something because I want them to join anything, you know, my way of believing or my way of doing whatever, right? Just just be a nice person in the world. And imagine, imagine, Jackie, especially now, if we all said, um, even though I disagree with what's going on here or I disagree with this person, I'm just still going to serve with my heart and and with no ulterior motive. Um, what a wonderful world that we would be. I'm sorry if I sound too utopian right now, but I feel like the world needs a little love. <laughs> yep,
1: that's true. A little bit like Mr. Rogers. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Right. Right.
1: But that's okay. I, I agree with you. It's there's so many people that have the sole focus of making the money they don't think about what they could be doing. And if they just switch that a little bit to what can I do yeah. for you, then people are going to yeah. say, let me give you money for that. It's
0: Yeah. So, you know, and so if you just, so if, especially today, and I'll tell you why it's, we, we live in an era where there are a lot of very generous teachers out here today. Podcasters, YouTubers are You know, I think of like how amazed I am at how much valuable content there is on YouTube. When I want to learn how to, I was just like, obsessed over like, okay, I want to have an A plus yard. <laughs> How do I have like perfect turf grass? So, I watched like an hour worth of like YouTube videos, like on all these different things you could do for like lawn care in the South. I live in Orlando, Florida. And so, you know, what are the things I should be doing? What products I should be buying? You know, what? And and it was just like, you know, yeah, these people were business owners. And and in some cases, I clicked through and looked at their website or downloaded their app in one case Sure. Uh, why not? But uh, I just love the generosity that, that people have. And so, uh, join, join the movement. Join the generosity movement. And then what will happen is that there are going to be some people in your audience that are just going to want more. They're going to want that next step. They want that personal touch and they're willing to make that investment for that. Um, So, on your website, you know, you'd have like ways you can engage with me. So, if you go to upmyinfluence.com, you could spend years on my site uh, and Savings Angel as well and I'll never know you were there. And you can go and enjoy all the free stuff. And if we never talk, that's, you know, that's your choice. Uh, But eventually, some people are going to say, you know, Um, I really followed all of Josh's advice. You know, I ended up, um, being able to be on my local news. I got, you know, quoted on all these online websites. This is really great. Maybe I want the next level. And so, you know, obviously there's, you know, if you look at our website, we'll have, you know, how you could figure that out, uh, how to do business with us at that next level.
1: So if you, um, (laughs) if you were going to do business with you, I, I, in your, in your intro, you talk about um, Up Your Influence being, mm-hmm. the, the purpose being to democratize the access to influence. What, what do you mean by that? What?
0: Well, and this kind of, you know, is when I started. So Savings Angel was doing pretty well. Uh, and so I was doing a lot of pro bono work in our local startup community, um, S- SBDC. Um, a lot of uh, so military-owned business owners. I was doing a lot of pro bono work, serving on boards, mentoring workshops, um, women-owned, minority-owned businesses. You know, just opportunities where we could do good stuff uh, and as a result of serving on those boards and panels, like I started getting all this visibility from other business owners in the area who also were giving. And they're like, Josh, I love what you're doing. I love what you share. Um, Can I hire you? You seem like a very knowledgeable person. I thought, well, okay, I guess. I wasn't planning on it. Uh, But up my influence- really started completely unintentionally. Uh, and it was simply because people started wanting to hire me as, as a consultant. I got too busy. So, then I brought all my team over from Savings Angel. I said, come on, we're going to do this. <laughs> and so, several of them came over with me. And uh, and and then that just kind of grew and grew and grew. And, you know, now again, we'll, we'll likely have a seven-figure year Wow. Um, so it's, it's, it's an honor to be able to do that.
1: You talk about savings angel, but you haven't really talked too much about what it was. You just said, you, oh, had, yeah, sure. you know, $6 million in sales with $500 yeah. in advertising. That's great. But yeah. what did you, what do you do? So,
0: when I launched it back in January 2007, uh, I was in a situation where I needed to, my, I was an independent contractor and I was doing some internet stuff, um, some marketing and it wasn't going very well. And the writing was kind of on the wall and my income began to become pretty unstable. Again. And I'm like, I can't go through this again. And so I started going through, um, I started reading a bunch of books on like how to save money, how to be smarter with money. Um, Went through Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University. um, And he got to that part on the spending plan. And so I'm like, okay, well, let's figure out where all of our money goes. And so we went through, did a budget. And, you know, I remember the day so clearly at the kitchen table, um, you know, calling over to my wife and I'm like, how much do we spend at the grocery store? store, like $400, $300. And she's like, are you kidding? We spend like eight, $900. And I'm like, what? That's a <laughs> lot of money. And it, that's what everybody spends. And most people have no idea they spend that much at the grocery store. But that's exactly, you know, we had, uh, t- you know, three young kids at the time. And uh, so, I, uh, I thought, gosh, there's got to be a better way. I've heard of people, you know, cutting their grocery bill in half, but how do they do it? And this was back before extreme couponing, you know, and so I started reading books from all the authors. And sure enough, there's two ways that you can do that. You can cut your grocery bill in half. You can grow all your own food and you can start a farm. Um, I wasn't very good at that. I just knew that that wasn't realistic with my busy schedule. Or you can get really, really good at stacking discounts. And just I, knowing where to buy certain things at what time, taking advantage of the best sales, applying stacking coupons on top of those sales. And if you do that, you could easily save $300, $400 a month. Hmm. And I mean, I, I said, well, okay, I'm going to try this. And so then I, what I did though, because I'm a little bit geeky, is I started putting everything in a spreadsheet and I thought, okay, well, I'm just gonna database all these coupons and then I'm going to go through the store ad and try and match up very quickly if I've got a coupon for something. So I'd get all these coupons in the Sunday paper, I'd save them, index them, and then I could quickly search and find it. And so I'm like, wait a minute. This coupon that came out three weeks ago for a dollar off Cheerios, well, Cheerios is half off right now. And so, that means I'm getting my Cheerios for 50 cents a box. That's a big savings. And so, then what I did is I just put it online and I turned it into a membership site, charged $20 a month. And we made we were making as much as $116,000 in a single wow. month out of those $20 a month charges uh, because- you know, someone could pay us $20 a month, and we could save them $400 a month. And, you know, we had a really great kind of rise, extreme couponing hit, we really took off. Um, but then, the economy started doing better, and people started losing interest in taking that extra time to save that money. So, um, so we eventually just turned it into a free blog, um, you know, which we still make some money on. Um, but, you know, thankfully, you know, I kind of developed this, some skills that turned out to be pretty valuable.
1: That's amazing. I just, I've watched the TV shows, the extreme couponing and that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. Just the people, some people take it to that extreme. It's amazing. I'm,
0: oh yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. And um, so what we would basically do is say, listen, you can get extreme couponing savings without the extreme lifestyle. Just buy what we tell you to buy. That's all you have to do. And if you'll do that, you can get free groceries almost every single week, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I, I hate to say, but, you know, we had to shut down that part of the site because it just lost its popularity. Yeah. Um, so, I'm sad about that. But, you know, it just, you know, and here's the thing, though. One thing that I learned from that is we are not smarter than the market. So, when the market says, I'm not interested in that anymore, It's just reached the end of its life cycle. And there were lots of couponing blogs. They're all shut down now. Folks just aren't interested in saving money with coupons by and large. There's still some people out there, but by and large, it's not anywhere near what it used to be. So, um, you know, sometimes, you know, you might be in business for yourself and you have to shift. And so, for us, you know, this year has been a pretty interesting year because, For the most part, we've done very, very good at turning our clients into media celebrities. But believe it or not, one thing that we learned a lot again, here's another one of these situations where if you're just in the game and you're doing stuff and you're networking with people and you're constantly learning, don't be afraid when a new opportunity comes along and you're like, I really shouldn't miss this because this is, I could really help a lot of people with this. So, one thing that we got really good at was building sales systems for B2B, like agencies and people that are selling bigger ticket items. Uh, Turns out we're really good at that. Like, uh, like insanely good. We we helped one of our clients earn $75,000 in 60 days. And um, by helping kind of build this new system of using this philosophy, most marketers just don't get it. Right. Because they're constantly sell, 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 sell. And we're like, uh-uh-uh, you got to give more value than anybody else. And if you'll do that in a very authentic way, you'll never have to sell again in your life. Everybody will come to you. And then every conversation is a is a business development call as opposed to, eh, hey, what do I got to do to get you into this baby today? Right. <laughs> you don't have to do any selling if yeah. your stuff your stuff is good. And I should tell you that um, another thing to consider is that you know if you in your heart of hearts don't aren't convinced that your product is far more valuable to your customer to your client than what you charge You need to go back to the drawing board a little bit and figure out how can I make this more valuable and let your audience tell you if you have one. If you don't have an audience yet, then just keep asking your friends. And, you know, a lot of times your friends won't be honest with you, you know, because they don't want to hurt your feelings. But, you know, just feel free to go on other forums and Facebook groups and, you know, just anywhere you can and just say, listen, you got to help me because this isn't working. Um, You know, what would you do if you were me? And sometimes you'll get some really solid advice.
1: So that's, I think that what you said back there is, is kind of the key. You've got to be willing to give probably 10, 20 times more in value yeah. minimum than what it is you're charging for something for people to come for yeah, it. Yeah,
0: And if you can do that, it's, it's a situation where you no longer ever have to sell again. Your product is that good. And, and it takes a long time to get really that good at something that you have, and it's nice, again, when you have good testimonials and, you know, customers that are very happy with, with what you do, but um, that's, that's all part of the, you know, product development life cycle, the, you know, business development, you know, we all learn and I'm grateful. So, I've been in business for myself, I'm, you know, since 2000, uh, but even before then, I owned other businesses that, uh, you know, little part-time businesses that were helpful. Like, I learned a lot from that.
1: If you've got someone um, who is routinely giving value and, and, you know, their audience is very happy, what kind of suggestions would you give to them if it turns out that their audience just wants the value, they don't want to pay for anything, that they've just come for the freebies? Sure. Because a lot of people complain about that, that, you know, I've been giving things away for so long, everybody gets mad if I try to sell. Yeah.
0: So what you got to look at is your audience uh, and you want to look at two things ability to pay and desire to pay. Is the problem that you solve, that that you would request money for, is it valuable enough and is it unique enough that someone would give you their money for it? And if it's not, then you're going to have to go back to the drawing board. It's just, and it's not uh, it, it, you know things change, so I know, for example, like there are a lot of people that just try to like build and sell things like e courses. I'll be, it's very hard to sell e courses today. So if you're thinking that that's the business you want to get into in 2020, I, I would reconsider that. Uh, so. Um, you have to be really careful about what it is that that you're selling. And if the audience is just saying, no, we're not going to give you money, you got to trust that. And then you might want to ask them, okay, well, what would you give me money for? <laughs> and let your yeah, audience tell you. And if <clears throat> if they're like, well, nothing and in no way and in no circumstances, am I going to give you money? Then you're going to have to find a new audience or or kind of shift yeah. what you do a little bit. So, In when you develop, I'll tell you, so what is it that sells? Well, I can tell what what people want to pay money for is access to you if you can solve a big problem for them. And again, you've got an audience that has the ability to pay. Um, So if you want to help people that are on a very fixed income and you don't solve a really big problem for them, I'm sorry, but that's just really hard. It was really hard for us to sell savings angel memberships, believe it or not. I mean, even though I'm like, you give me 20, I'll give you 400. Every single week, we'd have people go, well, that don't make no sense. Why would I pay money to save money? I don't get that. And we'd be like, really? <laughs> I, I I don't, I mean, you can, I don't know what to say. Like, I can't argue with that. Um, so sometimes it's just, you know, again, if your audience just keeps saying no to you, you're gonna to have to find, and you're gonna to have to adjust your audience a bit. Or, you know, again, if if you're it just if your audience won't tell you what they're for, going to pay for, you're gonna have to say, "Well, am I in the right business?" So, so what is it that sells? Well, if you have a very very valuable skill, and uh, and by the way, I think that one thing you also want to do is get very specific on who your audience is. Right. So if you Sold, um, you know, professional uh, coaching to dentists in Western Michigan, and you are the best in Western Michigan. <laughs> well, uh, you know, why else would they go anywhere else? They're gonna because you're the best, and you're the best in that region, and you're the best for dentists. And so, you know, any generalist or any life coach or whatever, there's no way they're they they can not compete with you. You're too specific. And so, you know, there, there's, there's absolute gold in specificity and, 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 and being niched, you know, so that, um, so that's something. Um, so for us, you know, we work with companies that generally are selling $5,000 products, you know, um, you know, for Up My Influence, we primarily just work with digital entrepreneurs. It's still a big audience, but the problem we solve is pretty specific and the way we solve it is incredibly specific. In terms of like when we get the media, um, we're like one-fourth the cost of a normal PR firm. So, you know, it's like, look, if you don't want to hire us, then you can pay four times more and you can go down the street and hire those guys. Um, but if you're tired of the old school system, then we might be a good option for you. Um, so, yeah, that, that's, that's, I think, very important. So, again, providing skills, um, you know, and, and selling your time. And then some people might say, well, I only have so much time and I want passive money. Well, how can I do that? Well, you're going to have to build a team. You're going to have to hire people and it's going to be you for a while. Um, but again, I'd say passive income is, you know, it's just, it takes a lot of effort to truly get there. And I know a lot of people sell a bill of goods that say, oh, 90 days, you could have, you make, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, no, 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 no. It's, listen, maybe once upon a time, that worked okay, but today you got to really, really invest in serving an audience and keep on serving them and keep on doing it, and then you know get better and better at communicating your abilities, right? And teaching more and more value, and doing it in a way um, that that makes you very unique, and then people will naturally come toward you. So you're gonna have to do a lot of work, I believe, as well on representing yourself well online. And so, if you've got a website and it looks kind of amateur, well, people are going to assume that you solve problems for amateurs or you solve amateur level problems. So, you know, it's not that you can't get big business, but your, your branding really communicate, your branding and authority really blazes a trail for you. Um, And if you had 10 times the authority than you currently have in your industry, it's just easier. It's going to feel like you drank the lucky juice. And it's (laughs) taken me a long time to to build up the current level of authority I have. Now, I've been able to do things like speak for the Tony Robbins organization. I've spoken in a number of conferences. Of course, you know, being in the media as many times as I have uh, hasn't hurt either. But it's a grind. I mean, it is a lot of work. And so, if you're okay with just a nice little lifestyle business, then you don't have to worry about this stuff as much. But you know, if you really want to grow and and have a much much grander impact on and say at a broad numerical scale, right? Um, it just it just takes a lot of effort every day. You wake up and you keep on at it, and um, you know where you plant your seeds is not necessarily where you'll reap your harvest. And you just never know who is in that audience. I was on a panel uh, and I was the only non-attorney on a panel talking about marketing um, estate planning. And I'm like, listen, you know, so I talked about it from a PR standpoint. I'm like, yeah, you got to be really sensitive today. You know, and here's what I would do. And I just gave a lot of value. Well, I ended up getting, just for serving on that panel, they didn't pay me for that, and I didn't need them to pay me. But as a result of serving on that panel well, and really bringing my A game, you know, I ended up doing hundreds of thousands of dollars of business uh, as a result of that one 45-minute panel. You just never know.
1: It doesn't matter where you are or what you're doing. You know, bring your bring your A game yeah, all the time. Yeah. You, you know, you're always
0: on there. stage. And, you know, it kind of gets back to, you know, kind of coming for full yeah. circle is, you know, asking yourself, what is the most value that I could provide the person who we're sharing this conversation with right now? Um, and, you know, it's, it's kind of a, just kind of a private three-way communication here. And you and I, you know, we are doing our best to say, what do they need right now? And, and what's the most valuable thing that I could dispense right now that was, is within my capacity? Like I have to go and I have to keep learning and studying and, and being mentored so that I know how I can serve that audience better.
1: So what you're saying is uh, you were an overnight success, but it took you 10 or 15 years to be there.
0: <laughs> yeah, it took so. Right. So if we say uh, twenty times three hundred sixty five, that's how many overnights it took.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: uh No, it's but it's. I tell you, it is fun, right? When when you do because I've been broke. I've been you know I've been through that, uh, and then I've also had those, you know, those days where you make, you know, five figures in a day, and it's crazy when you do that, and it's humbling, and um, but it's also you know, it's kind of like when I, a while back when I ran my first marathon, I used to be a heavy dude. Uh, and so I lost the weight, started running and I trained my heart out for a long time. Um, and eventually I finished, I crossed the finish line, um, running a marathon and I cried really, really hard because it wasn't because of the, you know, five and a half hours that I just run to cross that 26 mile finish line. It was because of my whole story up to that moment. And in particular, you know, the the four or five months of training that I put into that. But then it was also the emotional journey that I went on. You know, when I went from, you know, dropping 50 pounds and then starting running, which I thought I would never be able to do. Like I never thought of myself as an athlete. Um, but so that's why I cried. And, and I feel like I really earned that. And when you earn those rewards, um, you'll feel it in the heart space. <laughs> and you'll know, like, it'll hit you and you'll be so filled with humility. Because it's, you know, all I did was I just I stayed humble. I kept on serving. I kept on doing the right thing. And, you know, I had this reward.
1: Beautiful. That's a, I think that's probably advice that anybody should be taking to heart. Just stay humble and and you know do the work basically. Yeah, yeah. So where can people find you? Obviously, upmyinfluence.com is that the, mm-hmm. the best place to uh, to find you?
0: Yeah. So there's a, a couple of things. Um, you know, one thing, Jackie, is that we actually so we have uh and this is really good timing for this conversation because um you know this year has been um, a really tough year. Uh, I think especially for a lot of business owners um, that, you know, their service providers, whatever it is that they do, um, if you are in business for yourself, um, one decision that we made, because we're we're good, we're, we're blessed, and, and so we're happy to serve, um, but we took our program, which was an $8,000 uh, media influencer makeover system, and We've made it for free. Now, you do have to apply for a scholarship. um, But as long as you say, hey, heard you on beyond retirement, um, then I'd be happy to share that with you. There's no upsell. There's no, it's, it honestly, it's an honest to goodness, 100% just giveaway because it's the right thing to do. Like it doesn't really, now that I've spent five, six years building everything in there and all these systems on like how to build your press kit and there's like 12 hours worth of like amazing video content wow. that will teach you everything. It's free. There's no... There's no upsell on it. You don't need to buy anything else from me. Um, You know, unless down the road, you know, and you really like, okay, I have a big opportunity and, you know, you're building a big business or whatever. Sure. You know, we can chat about that. Um, But to get that and to get the free scholarship, you'll just see right on the front page, it'll say, download my free, like my 20 favorite free resources that you can use to check on, you know, your authority and your influence score online. Um, And then I'll invite you to watch a series of four videos. And in the fourth video, I'll talk about the offer. I'll say it's $8,000. And I'll say, but don't worry if you apply for a scholarship. um, We give scholarships pretty liberally. Um, And if you, again, if you mentioned that you heard me here, um, you know, again, just you're good. You're good. Well, I'll make sure my team knows to look for that and I'd be happy to give that to you for free. Um, If there's anybody who's already doing very well in business uh, and you would like to be a guest on our podcast, um, the Thoughtful Entrepreneur is a daily show and um, we interview successful business owners. I want to learn from you. I'd love to share your story with our audience. We have over 100,000 uh, fans in our social media audience and listening audience and, uh, you know, I'd, I'd love to feature you as well and share your story and and uh, uh, so we could all learn from, from your success. So, if there's someone who's listening to our conversation and yeah. hit that threshold, uh, you know, success in business, gosh, please, I want to learn from you.
1: Oh, that's great! Yeah, hopefully there'll be somebody.
0: And so you would you would yep. find that just on our website. Um, scroll at the very very bottom of every page. It says um, now booking pod. Yes, guests just click on that little green button, and I'll take you to perfect.
1: The page. And I'll make sure that the uh, links are in the show notes so that people can find that. Yeah. Um, Wonderful. Is there anything else you'd like to tell us about before uh, before we close up? You know, I, I'm
0: I'm humbled and amazed. You know, at at the person who has. Who decided to listen to this episode for whatever reason? You saw in the show description, or maybe you listened to every episode of Jackie's, so. or maybe you're, you're like binge listening right now. Um, and and you know that's the person I'm humbled with because you know they're 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 looking to better themselves and they keep on investing in themselves and 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 that's that's the secret. It's you know when you stop growing. I feel like that's when we start dying. And as long as we keep feeding ourselves and then there's this, you know, there's learned knowledge, then there's activity knowledge, there's teaching knowledge, there's modeling knowledge. And as long as you keep gaining that knowledge and then you practice it and you test new stuff, that's what makes life so exciting. And so um, I just want to say thank you so much to the person, our good friend that's been, maybe out for a walk and listening to us in their earbuds or out for a drive or, you know, doing whatever they're doing in the house uh, and decided uh, to bring us along for the ride. So I just want to affirm to you, you are doing the right thing by by continually feeding yourself. Um, Jackie, thank you so much for this platform too.
1: Thank you so much for being with me. I really, uh, really enjoyed this chat, Josh. And uh, I'm sure my listeners will too, even, you know, especially the one that's out for a walk right now.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Jackie. So
1: have a great day. And that's our show for this week. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Beyond Retirement. I'm your host, Jackie Doucette. If you liked what you heard, please go to wherever you listen to podcasts, review the show and leave me a rating. It helps me move up in the ranks and reach more people. If you've got any questions or comments, drop by my website, www.beyondretirement.ca and leave me a short message. Thanks again for listening and we'll chat again next week.